You are listening to The Forecast, Season 1, Episode 21. to uh, sum up and assess that? Basically, sucker punched. Um, it's not nice the way they play Crystal Palace. I don't like it, but it's Big Sam's done it for years and years. Um, big, strong players in the team. Hit long balls up to your centre-forward from anywhere on the pitch. Get bodies around, try and pick up second balls. Bore you to death. Six at the back, three in front. And you, ha- you come and break us down. We did break them down. We went one up. Now then you think this is okay, we can go on from here, no problem. But we didn't, we didn't kick on and we paid the price with two silly goals we give away. Jason. We spoke about about Liverpool in the last seven games, how like their attitudes changed, you know, they, they added into that the desire, the commitment to the cause, the change in, in fortunes with the results, being able to win ugly as we mentioned against Burnley. Um yeah, I totally agree. That's how that's how Crystal Palace came to play today. But Liverpool got themselves in front. It's then the signs of naivety that you think has gone from their play, it creeps back in. I mean, the first goal, Lovren, you know, what's he doing? Getting too tight, getting spun by Kabai. Then you're looking for help back stick when the ball comes in because you know Kabai's going to put a quality ball in. Mm-hmm. And Teke does what every centre forward does, attacks the attacks the goal mouth, gets the touch on it, we go 1-1. We come out second half, we mentioned it at half-time, it was going to go back to square one. Crystal Palace had come for a point, they got that point again. So it was... a like I said, it was going to go back to square one, Liverpool having to break them down again. And then, again, from a corner, I just don't get this. I'm getting really frustrated with it. That's the 16th goal since Jürgen Klopp's taken over that we've conceded from, from a corner. It's ridiculous. It doesn't work. If something's not working, it has to change. As in zonal marking? Zonal marking doesn't work. It doesn't work because... It doesn't work for us. Well, for us, it doesn't work for us. They don't know what they're doing. Welcome back. This is The Forecast, episode 21. The Forecast is the official podcast of Four Fields of Enfield Road. If you haven't already visited the site, we are at www.foresite. That's, that's uh, F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com. A great community of Reds with uh, lots of stories, articles, opinions, lots and lots of opinions, lots and lots of comments as well. So you're, not, you're never talking alone. Uh, Come onto the site when you can and uh, yeah, we hope to see you there really soon. Okay, so this show is a little bit delayed, I guess, um, uh, post Crystal Palace, the the, the mindfuck that happened at Crystal Palace. Um, 
So, uh, how did Benteke spread panic in uh, Liverpool country? And um, what excuses are we going to give right now, guys? Nobody wants to go first. <laughs> <laughs> One touch. Who's going to bitch first? Bitch first. Uh, uh, you know, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Benteke showed everything he didn't show at Liverpool. Oh, sorry. It was like a pantomime script, wasn't it? Benteke scoring, Fat Sam coming to bloody uh, Anfield and winning for the first time, Crystal Palace winning three on the trot. I mean, what worse, what more could have happened? It was like a perfect three, wasn't it? Um, I thought actually when we had first scored the first goal, goal we'd all settle down and, uh, and, and, and actually win fairly comfortably. I thought, yeah, early goal, great. That means they've got to come out and play. And then we just played right into their hands, tried to keep it high and just overcommitted and individual mistakes cost us again. Uh, same old, same old. Uh, very disappointing. Very, uh, really pissed off. Uh, especially with Fat Sam gloating as if he's, you know, the world's greatest tactician. I mean, for God's let sake. Me ask you, let me ask you, you know, this, okay? Let me ask you this. Can we get away with, a, with an excuse saying that uh, Crystal Palace are now a bogey side? They've won now three in a row. Uh, they've they've posted some recently some really good results. Okay, um, we just have to put this behind us and move on. Can we can we say that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's 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 annoying. Um, my my hatred for Allardyce is is well known and should be well known around the globe. But um, really, you can do what. But um, you know, this is a very very physical side. Um, they do all the things that we don't like. Uh, they sit really deep. They're not interested. If you look back at the uh, the Swansea game and the whole game, um, they didn't park the bus. They played football all right. We should have done better. And that really annoyed me. This is one of those games where you say, okay, it, it really doesn't matter what you do. They've, he's got two banks of five and, and hopes to, to prey on what you do wrong. And you know, when we've got seven attacking players on the pitch and two lads defending, um, there's always bound to be one or two mistakes. And uh, really, the, the first the first goal, uh, I don't think that was a mistake. I thought that was uh, an inch-perfect pass on Kabai. Uh, Lovren needs to, to come over to cover. Um, not really sure what Martip does Um he should be a bit smarter, I guess. But, uh, you know, the ball from Kabai is perfect. And what Benteke does with it is is, is brilliant. And um, the second goal, yeah, we don't need to give away that, that one, that freak. And it's, it's basically all the time. When it's okay to give away a corner or a set piece, we defend really well. We really wake up and say, okay, you know, this was a good piece of defending. When we give away that set piece, we can deal with it. But as soon as we give it away, you know, uh, earlier in the season, we yeah. had one as well where um, I thought was uh, John from a back pass from Lucas gives away a, a corner. And everybody had drops. They're all, oh, shit, this this is bad, this. Mm-hmm. This is where they had scored. This is where they do what they do best. Mm-hmm. And, and and we we're <clears throat> under pressure. And, and well... No, if, if Firmino just simply puts his foot against the ball, uh, puts it in Rosette, um, we draw the game and everybody's happy. 
and we say, okay, a draw, well, that's fine. Um, but still, uh, the most positive thing is that April gave us the two points per game that we need to, to finish top four. So um, as long as we keep that top four up, that, that two points a game, and that is uh, three wins from the last four, uh, or two wins and, and, and two draws, uh, we should uh, we should be okay, or something really odd happens. But uh, you really think we really think we can afford to drop points? There is, uh, yeah, two points. I don't. Again, I, puts us on I seventy-four, and seventy-four gives us uh, gives us. No, it doesn't. Because if if if, if United draw against City now, as they are doing, and they draw against uh, Spurs, which is in all likelihood, and they win the rest which is also in likelihood, they're above us. And City's got an easy run-in. No, we, they're, we, well, we, they're level on point. They'll be level no, no, no. on points. No, yeah, no, no they won't. Right? Yeah, they would be they, level on points. If if City draw today with United, draw, and yeah, no, United no. draw against Spurs, they will finish on 77. Yeah. If we win all our last po- games, four in a row, we finish on 78. And if City uh, draw with United and win their last games, they finish on 80. Uh, and they, after, after United, they've got Middlesbrough, Palace home might be a tricky one, Leicester home, West Brom home, mm-hmm. and Watford away. So they're quite capable of putting together a decent run there, City. Okay, hold on. Let me, let's, come back to this. let's come back to this point again um, a bit later. Let's continue on with this uh, analysis of the Palace. Uh, so uh, next question to Vez. Um, how much of this was a combination of, say, uh, Benteke doing what he does really good, uh, well, um, Allardyce tactically setting up the team and doing what he does really well, um, versus how shit we were? So how, how do all of these, how do these factors all work together? I noticed also, obviously, um, Philippe Coutinho seemed to be the only one carrying the team, um, and you know everyone else was kind of really flat. Even Anfield was kind of flat. How did you see the game, Vez? Well, first of all, I think we underperformed. Uh, I don't agree with it, with Eric. Uh, we we discussed this uh, particular point at uh, on the site in the comment section somewhere, and I think there there were mistakes on both goals. Uh, the first one, mm-hmm. too. Uh, but I don't think we should be uh, getting into that right now. Uh, we we gave them the opportunities to, to first to equalize and then to turn the game over. And uh, uh, as far as Benteke goes, these goals are more in the style of Filippo Inzaghi than, than mm. Christian Benteke. Uh, poachers finishes from inside six yards mm-hmm. when defense is sleeping so uh, entirely our fault and we should have done better we should have scored more Uh, yeah I I completely agree with you about Coutinho he was the only one uh, in that third quarter of the game he he tried to take things into his his own hands and, and solve the game but yeah we needed a bit of luck and we just didn't have it. Uh, as for Sam Allardyce, 
uh, he was smart when they scored their second goal. We all saw what he did. It was very obvious. Two extremely defensive substitutions in a short span of time, and he just parked the bus from there mm-hmm. to the end of the game. And he defended. We just couldn't find that breakthrough. Uh, after Klopp made his changes, the, the shape of our team was, I don't know, funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not defined enough nobody really knew what they were supposed to do and so it was it it was a bad day at the office for for the team and we shouldn't we really needed points and now we dropped them and as far as the rest of the season goes I think we can't really predict anything Uh, as uh, when we're talking about uh, Manchester United they've also shown like us that they can surprise and win against Chelsea, for example, but drop points against Hull and and teams like that, just like us. Mm-hmm. So it's very very difficult to predict. Uh, personally, I think we we still have very good chance because, well, even if they win tonight against City, uh, and they they still have to play away to Spurs. Spurs title hopes are very much alive. And they'll be playing their asses off. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, they haven't improved really uh, their their form, but they are, they have started getting results. So uh, it, it won't be easy for for United even even the, at the Emirates. Yeah, and they're not that far. I mean, they uh, they again they also have two games in hand, and they're six yeah. points. They're six points behind us. And in terms of goal yeah. difference, they're four goals behind us as well. So um, we shouldn't necessarily rule them out because anything can happen again, as you said, um, between now and the end of the season. Uh, Mental, you offline you said that um, you know you had a really uh, really good uh, look at the goals um, and that uh, uh, you'll be able to give a, a breakdown. It's uh, it's all you, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, so much a bogey side. Um, with uh, this lot, I think it's the it's just the way they they play. You know, they kind of they cut out our strengths, they nullify our strengths, right? So yeah. um, no, no no playing out of the back, no short passing in their own half. Um, just you know, kick it forwards, yeah. and that so our press is suddenly gone, right? Yeah. Um, with all that, it's kind of, kind of a longer ball game, if you like, and then just packing the uh, packing the space in their around their in their own box. Um, so that uh, you know, we have to slow down. Basically, yeah. now our strength is fast, fluid football. Yeah. So, and we're nullified when we can't play that. Um, and you can't play fast, fluid football when you've got the box being so crowded. Right? Everything's in the last twenty-five yards <clears throat> of the pitch. You know, so you can't get running. We're very good at running with the ball at pace. Um, we could be better at counter-attacking, but um, we're, we're just we're nullified. By that. So that's what that's what Allardyce did. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to engage us uh, around the pitch, um, and so we, you know, we, our strength is gone now. And then it becomes very hard work. We rely on some excellence from Coutinho. We rely on Milner and Klein to give us some width, and that's kind of pretty average, really, what we get from them. Yeah. Um, that's being that's being kind on average. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's this style that is that is our bogey our bogey size if you like um that we have to 
we have to sort of uh, work work through uh, that. Now, losing Mane is obviously a problem because he gives us penetration, um, and we know that Klopp wants a, a, another wide forward, um, so that will help as well mm-hmm. if if we if we have some options uh, of doing that. Um, so that's part of it. I, I hope we're looking for a striker because uh, I think we could do with a. We need to be able to rely on something other than Firmino uh, central. Uh, you know, we every time he moves out from the centre, we just miss something. It doesn't matter who goes in, we miss something. Um, we, we just don't look the same. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Origi had no idea what to do yesterday. He really didn't have a clue. Yeah, it was absolutely uh, terrible. Yeah, and and that's going to be a problem. So, so we've definitely got a few problems to fix there, so that we can deal with that style it's great having Coutinho and it's great having Firmino but we need a bit more um, and when you lose uh, Marnie and Lalana when they link up on the right they're absolutely brilliant you know Marnie creates the space Lalana runs into it um, so uh, you know we we, um, we just lose that threat with all these injuries we've got yeah. so yeah, well, that's problem what I, what I don't get there is why doesn't he put on Woodburn if you look at all the goals he's caused for the under-23s, it's in and around a crowded area. He's really, he's, he's dead smart around that area. And these moments, that's where he finds the magic. You know, you start him against Stork, you bring him on earlier in the season, you put him on the bench all the time. And when you when you need him the most, when you can use his, his skill set the most, you don't use him, you go Moreno and Gruyich for headers. That, Don't worry. For yeah. me, that, that think, made uh, sense. He will start. I think you have to be a little bit. I think you have to be a little bit careful with uh, the youngsters because you play them against uh, some of these these agricultural sides, and they're going to get you know nine uh, nine bells kicked out of them. Um, so you do have to be a little bit careful. I think Stoke was an extreme example, wasn't it? We had to completely change what we were doing with yeah, all the. Yeah, we had to do that. Um, so I think you've got to be very careful about putting them on because they will just. I mean, if if you have a if you're Crystal Palace and we start throwing the kids on, they're just going to kick kick hell out of you, you know, because that's the thing you do. You just give them a good kick, and uh, then they hopefully disappear out of the game, which is often what happens with a young player. Um, I thought the changes he made helped. When he, I just wished he had brought them on earlier. Yeah. As soon as Moreno came on, he started to create space behind the line. Yeah, yeah. Because Moreno of his speed. made sense. But 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 he gave him ten minutes. Jesus, take pull pull Milner off and give him thirty minutes. Uh, you know, with two one behind, there's no yeah, point in waiting. To... I think no. he was fine with the draw at that moment. But as soon as we we we, we came in, uh, we, they put in that horrible corner. Um, that was that was when he started to react. I think yeah, he, should be, I, he should have been more proactive. Uh, to get something from the game or, or get more from the game than just a draw. But yeah. I think he was happy. Um, you know, Palace wasn't making a real big effort. They weren't really trying. They were fine with the draw. You know? I think, I think, I think what Klopp does, I think he, he, ha- he always has a... You can tell he has a, a quite a significant talk at half-time. And then I think he wants to give them time to uh, yeah. execute whatever instructions he's given them. And it, so he doesn't just give them 10, 15 minutes, he gives them half an hour. And he always does that. Because um, I, I think he wants that, he wants them to, to get something, get something and work it, work it out and, and follow his instructions. So there's kind it, of patience there. It went fine as well. I thought we really played, played really good football. And 
uh, in the first high, uh, first part of the second half. We 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 went into the box. We created some chances. Uh, we had some moments where we could score. Um, so yeah, I thought we were on overall result aside, we weren't that bad as perceived. We really weren't. So that's that's what annoys me the most. Mm. On any day, um, Firmino puts that you know um, in Rosette. Chan uh, puts it in, in in the back of the net. We win two nil, and everybody's happy. Coutinho Coutinho just had to go down in the box, and it's a penalty. Yeah, yeah. and Origi hasn't goes, scored. Origi goes down. Uh, uh, Origi Coutinho goes down goes as well. Down. Yeah. No, we had Moments enough chances moment. to win the game. We definitely yes. had enough chances. I just well, found us incredibly me. naive. I just yeah, found us were. very naive. We didn't know how to win. Because yeah, that game that. there, we should have won. I, we we, get, we, I'm, we I'm gifted them two goals. I'm fully with you there. We should have won. But the fume that we aren't good enough, all that bullshit about overall, no, all that, that, is, that is way over the top. We weren't that bad. We got caught out on the day. It happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, we, I'm not we, sure we, played, we played as, be, sure. as well as we played against West Brom. We played as well against Crystal Palace. We just didn't take our opportunities and we gifted them two goals. Yeah. Yeah. Our chance, our chances were not very good. We, we didn't have, uh, we didn't get things on target. We, 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 they, they were able to make our chances quite weak. Um, so no, that's probably why. Chance. Emery Chan has has an hundred percent chance, a nine out of ten chance. He just blames it not even to a corner. But the chance, yeah, the way we played something. the football was 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 absolutely brilliant. Uh, that needs to be a goal, uh, and the same goes for Coutinho. Uh, he should just go down. He should go down, and it's it's a penalty, maybe a red card. You win. I, th- I think I think with Coutinho, it's quite difficult because he gets kicked sort of on the back of the foot. Um, it's just quite hard for him to go down because um, it's just you know if it comes in from the side it's very easy to trip over but when you when you're in front of it of the kick like that it's just it's like you're throwing yourself to the ground so it's very yeah. hard you, to go you go you go you go down and you clutch your your calf yeah. as you've been kicked and I think yeah. that's because so it I does think, put yeah. him off. I think that's the reason why players go down anyway these days. I mean that's the reason why sure. players fall down so easily these days because they know that. If they stay on their feet, um, it, it's, it's, it's not, yeah. So it's just yeah. feeding. Oh, no, it Ro- Rooney goes yeah. straight over. Yeah, absolutely. Rooney, uh, people like that just go straight over. Um, do you want me to do this goal? Goals yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Go. Um, if, so, I, if I can add one, one yeah. more thing. Um, it's, it's the way the football is now. Moses just jumps over uh, Son in the weekend in, 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 uh, in the semi final. He could stay on his feet. He could very easily stay on his feet. That happens less than what happens to Coutinho. But because he goes down, it's a penalty. The other day in Holland, uh, a lad uh, catches the ball on his chest, gets sent up with a red card and a penalty in uh, Chirivella's team. The uh, FA said the way he walked off the pitch, not crying and screaming, um, he acknowledged he, he made the handball. So therefore, he's suspended because he behaves like a proper human being. He's suspended. That's <laughs> what football is at the moment. How terrible is that? Yeah. So the state of the we game. need to be more smarter in that area. So uh, sorry, uh, go, go ahead, mate. The goals. Uh, okay. Right. Um, 
Yeah. I'll take so, it out with you. Sorry. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, so what what happened? I mean, the first goal. What happens is um, uh, what they do is they they go uh, they pass it down the far touchline, yep. down the wing, yep. uh, and Tekas heads it back, and then it comes across the back, the back, and then they fire it up uh, uh, the near touchline, right? Yep. So they're, they're basically avoiding the middle of the pitch mm. there. And we've got, in the middle of the pitch, we've got Matip. We're, we're, we've got a quite a high line. We've got Matip at the back. We've got Lucas 10 yards in front of him. And then we've got two other midfielders uh, in or around the centre circle. So we've got four players there in our own half who are not doing anything in the game. They're just not involved in the game, right? Um, and, and they're just using the flanks. Now, on one side, they've got Benteke. On this side, they've got uh, Townsend um, and Kambai. So, so um so when the ball comes over, uh, over Kabai's head, you know it's down to it's down to you got Milner and Lovren there. Now Milner's advanced. I'm not quite sure why he's advanced, but he's in front of the two Palace players, so he's out of the game at that point. Yeah. Um, and the, the defenders are trying to play a uh, an offside line, and we've got quite good playing this offside line, so they're kind of quite careful about that. The problem with it is the problem with it is that um, Lovren. He tries to bend his run in, in, in terms of intercepting uh, uh, the ball or chasing Kabai. And because he tries to bend his run, um, he, he's ended up behind Kabai. Because everyone's going, how the hell has Kabai beaten anybody? You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, this, it's this thing, you know, uh, uh, while they've been sort of trying to keep this defensive line, that's all very well. But then as soon as the ball comes over, that's not the time to try and play the offside. You've been trying to play the offside, right? Once the ball comes over, you've got to head straight back. You've got to protect the space behind you. You're the centre-back, you know? Um, so, first of all, Allardyce has spread us very, very wide. Mm. So, that we're right across the stretch. We've got a back four stretch right across the pitch. Secondly, we've got players like Lucas in the middle of the pitch doing nothing, not involved in the play at all, and not really making any decisions about getting into the play. Mm-hmm. Um then Lovren makes this mistake where he doesn't just protect the space behind him. Because if he just runs directly back, Kabai doesn't get a free run. And, you know, at the very least, you delay the cross. And that gives defenders a chance to get back as well. And Klein to get in front of Benteke and Matip to get another couple of strides further back to cut out the cross. Yeah. Um, but, he, he, again, he makes the wrong decision there. He, he, he tries to run horizontally and then, get, and, and then uh, to play Kabai offside. The thing is, because you've got Townsend there and Kabai there, um, in my mind, I think you've got to assume, you've got to take a, a safety first, a protection first attitude. You've got to assume that one of those guys is going to break the offside trap. You just have to. It's just common sense, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they're not there by accident. They're there very, very deliberately. Allardyce has played us down the wings, not put anybody in the centre at all. If there's two players, surely you have to assume one of them will break the offside trap. Yeah. You don't start messing around. The ball comes over, you just leg it backwards and make sure you get uh, you're an obstruction, you're a barrier, you, you get to the balls first or something like that. But you, you've got to have a, a different mindset to what Lovren has. Uh, with, you know, his decision-making, we know, is terrible. Um, so, so, that's, so that's really the problem there. The, that's why uh, Kabai gets, gets away from him. Right? But, uh, but Allardyce has created this because he's dragged... Uh, one centre-back in this case, he's dragged him right out of the position. And we know Lovren doesn't like being out anywhere but in the middle, really. Um, 
So Allardyce has done well there. He's, he's, he's not done anything particularly sophisticated, yeah. but he's dragged us out of position and then relied on our, us making poor decisions and mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of how we could have avoided it, uh, you've got that. You've got Lucas. You've got Matic, Lucas, and those two midfielders. At least one of them has got to realise that a there's no Palace shirts around, okay, and, and b they've got the ball. So you've got to think vulnerability. They're in possession. They're quite comfortable in possession. So they've got. So there has to be a vulnerability there because we're not in possession. We're playing high line. You've got to think that way. And so with the with, the, with there being no Palace shirts in the middle of the pitch and with the line being stretched right across the pitch, the defensive line, Matip or Lucas, between them, they need to... that One of them needs to get back or, or shout out. So Matip needs to call out to Lucas to tell him to get into the back line or Lucas needs to realise the situation he's in and move himself into the back line so that the defensive line has, has got a bit of a, bit of a structure to it. Um and, but instead, he stands there in the middle of the pitch, doing absolutely nothing. With the ball nowhere near him, Palace players nowhere near him. He's doing absolutely nothing. And between Matip and Lucas, they've got to work this out. You know, they've got to work this out, create a back five, if you like. Uh, and then once you've done that, Matip can move across back towards Klein, because Klein's got two players on that side. So now Matip can be can help out, so you're not overloaded on that side. You know, Lovren can do what he likes, but if Lucas is in the middle, then at least. The, the centre of the pitch is is occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where he runs to anyway. Just just fifteen yards too late, you know. Um, so it's it's just the wrong attitude. There, there isn't a there there isn't a where's my vulnerability and how do I protect it attitude in amongst the defensive players there. Yeah, mental. You don't think uh, Milner overcommitted himself and created that gap as well? Um, I uh, you see. Well, but that's how Klopp plays. The, the full-backs are, are a little bit advanced, right? That's how he plays. Um, but so, surely not when they've got the ball. Well, you know, even when they've got the ball. I mean, Moreno used to do it all the time, didn't he? Moreno was terrible because he always yeah, does Yeah, but it. at least he's got the speed to get back. Milner hasn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if Milner's back, possibly he can intercept the pass over the top, right? But uh, you just don't see... You don't, when the ball's off in their half... You see our fullbacks push five yards, eight yards forwards. It's just how we play. So, yes, we'd be better off if they didn't do that. But um, that's for Klopp to change the way he sets the team up and tells them what to do. Yeah. Um, Eric, you uh, in your player ratings, uh, you, you were quite, um, how you say, uh, lenient or... You said generous, balance, maybe generous, maybe with um, with regards to some people, a Lovren being one of them. Um, obviously, the internet and the interwebs um, were all going on about his performance, um, and even in the comments, I think Keith, um, you 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 said that. Uh, I was fairly harsh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I I thought I thought he was diving in all over, I mean, and he he, he dived in the whole night. Uh, he misplaced pass. It was, he just almost had a brain freeze for the evening, and 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 his judgment was just so off. You remember? I don't know if everybody remembers that when he dived in for the header. Luckily, we mopped up at the back, but again, he overcommitted himself uh, another time. I just found him just all over the show that night. Very much like Scuttle, almost, you know. Yeah. No, 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 oh, no, 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 Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Skirtle runs, 
away from danger when it's back towards the ball. Mm. That's true. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. That is what Skirtle does. Yeah, yeah. Lovren <laughs> committed himself on the front foot defending, but he also um, won us most of his headers, most of his tackles. Fair enough, fair he intercepted enough. and yeah. blocked quite a few. Yeah. He had quite the, um, uh, uh, the clearances. So, yeah, he doesn't look great on, on both goals. And there were some dodgy moments. Um, but he definitely wasn't the main culprit of that game. Yeah. It, you know, um, I was actually pretty lenient on, on Lucas. Um, okay, but, yeah, I was just <laughs> waiting for Lucas's name to come up. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's just dives in it's it. If, yeah. No, 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 it, it isn't. But Lucas can do more um, with the first goal. You know, Matib needs to be defending space because that's where someone needs to be. If Lucas is there, Matip can actually go on and, and defend. Um, uh, Emre Chan just stands there. You know, the zonal thing is fine. I'm, I'm awkward zonal. But you can't go, oh, he's in my zone. I'll let him run past me. Still in my zone. My problem. Oh, he's out of my zone. Okay, he's not my problem. Oh, he scores. Oh, all right. That's not zonal defending. You need to act. You need to do something there. Saying, okay, you're in my zone. I will not let you get near the ball, get near the action. And when you make a run, I'll block you. I'll do something. Um, Can I do the second goal? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the second goal now, not the first goal. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's the second. But Lucas can do much, much better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely Lucas's fault that Lovren no, dived in. Yeah, do the do the second goal, but maybe just some um, summarize it a little bit more. Okay, yeah. um, so the the problem with the uh, the corner is basically Firmino whiffing it. Yeah. So he takes the lion's share of the blame, you know, and it diverts the ball. That creates the problem. So the the back line was actually quite good. There was Lucas and Matic, Lucas and Lovren in there, and they when the, it's a terrible uh, corner. And it comes in very deep, right? It's like three yards from the goal line, from the dead ball line. Okay. Um, so the, the defenders move deeper. They go from the edge of the six-yard box, and they all move deeper, uh, three yards. Um, then the, the deflection off of uh, Firmino ends up sending the ball out to the six-yard line. So, and, and they can't react and get back out again. It's just too quick. Um, so they're not really at fault. Uh, even Matip is, is occupying the, uh, or is occupied by the uh, attacker. And he just, he's, he's, he's just in the middle of taking a step when the ball goes past him. Yeah. The problem comes from uh, Emre and Genie letting Benteke go. Because they both got him to start with. Uh, and then uh, Benteke feigns to go in front of Emre Chan and then cuts back behind Chan. Um, but he's dragged Emre Chan forwards. Genie hasn't moved. And by the time he's cut behind Chan, Genie can't really move anywhere to have any effect. Mm. Genie should have sort, kind of stayed with Emre a bit more and moved with him. So as soon as uh, Tech is uh, cuts behind Emre Chan, he can block him off. He can move in and block him off. But the, the two have got to do much, much better and stay with uh, Benteke. The, the reason why he ends up in space is because they've kind of held their position yeah. and the defensive line has dropped two, three yards deeper. So now you've got six yards. You've got like 15, 18 feet of clear space that Benteke's yeah. walked into. Yeah. And the ball happens to come straight out to the edge of the six-yard box. So he's got an easy, easy header, header in. Um, so it's it's kind of a bit of a shit show, but it's, it's firstly it's down to Firmino and, it, and secondly it's down to uh, uh, Emre and um, Genie. <laughs> Genie. It's just not Lucas's fault as well. 
<laughs> hey, let's be let's be kind of Lucas, guys. He's uh, he, this is his week. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Fellini's just got sent off. Oh, yeah. Fellini, sideshow Bob. Just got wow. Yeah, he just got, got a, a he just got a yellow, and then immediately and he gets he, straight red, doesn't he? Yeah, he goes absolutely no. full mental. Yeah, yeah. I abused him on Twitter earlier. I don't think he he, he read it. He does look like a toilet brush, doesn't he? No, it looks like Sideshow Bob. I said he looks like. I prefer, uh, I prefer toilet brush, actually. No, I said he looks like an MMA fighter. Oh yeah, he has headbutts him. Oh yeah, headbutts. Oh god, yes. What oh, a you twat. absolute twat! I said he looks like an MMA fighter on on on, on Roland Garros. <laughs> Hey, City just it's lost a goalkeeper as well, you know. Um, I think uh, uh, Bravo was subs- uh, had had an injury or something, and uh, Caballero came in. So yeah. Oh wow! I just saw that he hit, but uh, Aguero. Yeah. Well, Marino's now Marino's now stuffed because, quite frankly, I see Marino as a more sophisticated version of Fat Sam. He just got better players where he can hoof the ball up to. So now uh, Ibrahimovic is gone. Yeah. Fellini's gone. He's going to have to play football. Yeah. The problem is they do have footballers. That's the problem. They do have, actually have footballers. And he's going to have to let them off the leash now, which is annoying because they'll probably play. I think they'll play better without these donkeys on the pitch. I think he'll, he'll just beg Smalling to come in and, and play as a striker for him. Now, if only if only um, Herrera gets a red card as well, that would oh, that would be great. You know, Jordan Henderson is the leading um, leading player for yellow cards for talking to the referee. How <laughs> on earth is that an option? How on earth is that happening when you look at Herrera game after game, abusing referees, bullocking on on linesmen, and he gets away with it horrible. time and again. Yeah. But as isn't Henderson allowed as, as the captain? Henderson explains to the ref, you can't be offside from a throw-in. He gets a booking. Hey, speaking How of, hey, speaking of Henderson, I was, I was surprised that he was still alive when I saw him in the, uh, the promotional shots for the, for the new kit, uh, wearing that, uh, that, you know, that really fantastic kit for next season and he was in the oh, it's, it's I was, awesome. and I saw, saw him in the picture I said oh Jordan Henderson is still alive I didn't know that oh god oh. yeah so now, really. now, now now we've come to the realisation Lucas was at fault for both goals okay let's move on okay let's be <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay Christian, uh, Christian next um, uh, I think in the last show again we talked about attitude and then now we're going to talk about attitude again. Um, just when Liverpool needed to get a result, needed to be flawless, really, um, they just weren't able to 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 do that. Um, how much of this is uh, these guys choking on expectation? Mm. Um, I could only see the luckily only see the first <laughs> half. Oh, you saw and the the, the rest, better half or I, the worse half? <laughs> I, I think well I, I've read that the, the first 15 minutes after the break were quite good from us but um, my experience I don't know how your experience is but my experience is that I I, I think I can read how a game yeah develops after the first five to ten minutes you see what attitude apply 
yeah, is 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 in fact present on the pitch. And you saw um, Palace attacked us actively, aggressively defended, and yeah, went their way uh, in the playbook. Um, whilst we were hesitating, we were yeah, almost shitting in our pants. Always those those back passes, back passes, and, and it went really to the extreme. And I thought after after ten minutes. Fuck! We give this game away again. Now that that applies to you can say that for say to summarize a possible f uh, half of the game because you have a halftime talk and you can change things around. But once you go into a game with the wrong attitude, with or with the wrong setting, the wrong mentality, name it whatever you like. But if you go into the game with the wrong attitude and not everyone is fully committed to the cause, um, you really have a problem. And you throw the half away. And we created almost nothing in the first half, apart from that isolated, fantastic free kick from Coutinho. Mm. I can hardly remember any chances created. And this is the problem. Um, Klopp's, Klopp's teams in the past always ba were always based and re had to rely on, um, on a lot of chances to, to be created in order to score some of them, take some of the chances. And this team at the moment hardly creates any chances, even if we win. Mm, mm. We only have, say, five, possibly five or six chances at maximum in the whole game. And that is not good enough for a club game that he plays a very, uh, he plays at a high risk, say, a, say a high risk football, yeah, with, the, with these um, high fullbacks. Yeah. And he always had to outscore their opponents. Klopp's teams were always, say, bang average on the defense, sometimes better, but at, against top teams, they were always vulnerable. And um, he has to outscore the opponents, and we're hardly creating any chances. And that is what concerns me most. Now, the attitude of the players, I don't know what it is, none of us. We are just guessing. We are shocked. After Bournemouth, I was shocked that we gave those points away. And... Again, I was shocked with the Crystal Palace game. We are five five matches away from the end of the season, and everybody should know very well how hard everyone has to try to achieve the mutual goal. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they play like sun, yeah, Sunday afternoon football. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is unbelievable how they went into this game, and then, then yeah, they were shitting in their pants and back-passing right back to the keeper time and again. It was unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable at Anfield. Couldn't believe it. Some, I think some players are distracted. The the um, the problem is oh, it's... Some, some of these players might lose their positions if we get into CL, because that enables us to to score high profile players, top class players who might replace them. No, it really, you know really isn't the issue. It it it's it's dead hard to play against those two banks of five who don't move at all. Oh, City ever. have just scored. Oh. oh yes, City of Justice. It's not. I haven't got that's that far yet, but fantastic. Genius. Yeah, me too. I'm. I'm slightly behind. Is on it the... ruled? It's ruled. It's ruled off. Right oh. oh. Of course. Okay. Well, of it's still oh. not so bad. I think this zero zero. The draw is still very good for us. It is yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's six minutes on the clock. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, what, what I think about uh, what, what, what I think is wrong with Liverpool uh, against the teams that sit deep. Coutinho is obviously our skilled player, our, our most creative player. 
we lack speed without Mane to be able to take on teams that sit deep and get wide. Klein and Milner are just not providing enough width and decent enough attacking options out wide when teams sit deep. Exactly, spot on. As as much as 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 good as as Chan is and aggressive as he is, and I like him in against these types of teams, Ginny sort of becomes just a workhorse uh, within that setup. We don't have enough pace out wide and getting yep. decent balls in for an Origi who's got the physical presence to get on the end of. So we lack the service when they sit deep because we're just getting swamped if we play it to feet. So where Coutinho was so brilliant, we need one or two more players like that again, or players with speed to be able to get at these teams that sit deep. And I'm hoping that will get corrected uh, in, in the summer. If we bring in somebody like a Williams or a Brunt or something like that, or, or a Dahu, or something that who's got that extra spark that can break these, these types of deadlocks. You know... Yeah, well, don't forget that. Uh, Lolana, Henderson, Marnie, Sturridge, Ings, we're all missing... We're, yeah, Lalana would have been another so one that would have been useful. Yeah. So that's six yeah. or seven players that would have upped the, the tempo of the game. You know, if, if Hendo would have been there, um, with the way he's been setting the tone and setting the pace of the game all season, with the fast passing, the high pressing, um, you know, the thing is, the midfield of, of uh, Gini and Chan works really well when the other team is, is is able to fight, is able to, to try and make it a scruffy game. But Palace wasn't making it a game at all. They were just nullifying everything. Um, and we're okay with a draw and we're happy with the win. Um, you know, they weren't interested in playing any football. And at that point, both Lucas and, uh, and Emery uh, don't have the creativity, the, the speed of thought to, to, to speed up the game so Palace wants it as, as slow as possible because all they do is the long balls and so as slow as possible suits them fine and for us it's it's really needed to play at a high tempo to unlock them and any of those six would have been fine any of those six you know Danny Ings would have would have gone for a penalty yeah, and I, that, that's why I wanted Klopp to, to change it earlier. I would have liked Klopp to bring on Trent quicker to give us a speed and attacking down the right. I would have liked Moreno to to be brought on earlier to give us speed and more attacking verve down the on the and then Grucek with his height in the box. I uh, have this. would have been better. I got that. I, I I got the idea behind the subs. I would have put on Woodburn all day long uh, because he simply unlocks. Um, he's able to unlock those things with something brilliant um, you know he doesn't have the pace yet or at all to be that Mane replacement but in and around the box he's a second Coutinho ok I'm gonna and if you've got two yeah. of those um, you, you can unlock it okay. alright sorry uh, yeah I'm sorry. gonna I'm gonna come uh, uh, come to Vez on uh question on our inability to defend but just before that um, so we talked about substitutions and uh, we've seen this many many times throughout the season where uh, Klopp delays substitution decisions Mental, you said that uh, he could be relying more on, a, on that half time <coughs> team talk to 
you know, put his instructions across and then give time to the players that he fielded at the start of the game to try and execute um, a good half hour. And then when it still doesn't work out, he makes the decision. And then there's a lot of criticism then, therefore, after the game where, especially obviously when the result doesn't go our way, that uh, ah, Klopp should have made this decision earlier. Christian, I think I asked this, asked this question to you, I think, uh, I think a couple of months ago on an earlier show. Um, when, when you were um, following and watching a lot of uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund games, um, is this, has this always been an issue with Klopp that he, he, he's not so favourable on making um, early substitutions? Does he... No, this happens for the does? first. This this, uh, this uh, has started with uh, with his um, with his career at Liverpool. Um, that was not not at all the case in the in the past with with Dortmund. Okay, so what, why do you think why do you think is he's doing it now and not not before? Um, yeah. just your your opinion. Why wild guess? Um, because I'm not happy with his late substitutions either. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I can only assume that he is still unsure about about uh, the abilities of the players and and he um, as it was said earlier in this podcast um, he he tries to give them time to fix things and that makes him waiting too long okay. but it comes together with a with the in, um, with a lack of confidence in in his uh, players on the bench mm-hmm. yeah not bringing them the youngsters too early and so on and so on and so on and I think we are at the, at the moment by the way where he has to bring the youngsters instead of the worn-out uh, old players who are very predictable, and I think he should, yeah, get some breathe of fresh air into the game, and um, we will see. But um, this is the first time that it happens. In the past, Klopp uh, never hesitated to bring um, bring players from the bench, but that was after some years of development, and he knew exactly which player can do what. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what he does with uh, uh, more uh, more players next. Next year, I think uh, a lot of people are on the internet are criticising the depth of the squad. But you know, without Europe, it's always going to be a thinner squad, isn't it? And when you've got so many injuries, essentially all your depth is either on the pitch or it's injured. You know, yeah. so it's kind. Of, it's you know, how stacked should the bench be when you've got so many injuries? I mean, you look at the bench on the weekend. I, I, Last weekend, I mean, the oldest guy there was Moreno, and yeah. he was born in the year two thousand. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 hear what you say, guys, but I, I, I don't buy it. Why keep Milner on? The key is absolutely why not, give, up. why not give Moreno a run of thirty minutes? I, I, I remember uh, Rafa giving a talk. He says forty-five minutes, team talk. If they're not doing it fifteen minutes after half time, he looks to change it on the sixty because it needs at least half an hour. For, for, for plan B or, or or another approach to come in into fruition yeah that's right the, the, these desperate these desperation last 10 minutes is bullshit for, as far as I'm concerned and you know we, 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 we there uh, I, I really I don't understand what Marino has done to be frozen out the entire season I don't know what it is with Milner that he can't be yanked uh, uh, it's, it's, it's getting frustrating it's getting frustrating maybe for you maybe for you <laughs> Keith has yeah, such yeah. a very, a very, a very he, Keith uh, is absolutely right about a very very important point from my po- from my point of view. Um, we lack the pace of the of the fullbacks to support the attacks on the flanks. 
to break into into deep sitting defenses from one side because that was exactly the method and it's still one of the most popular methods in all the top teams in Europe all over the place that they break into a top uh, into a deep sitting defense from the edge of the box and the fullbacks have to support that and Milner and I I love Milner don't get me wrong you know from the from from uh, last uh, podcast or from from the earlier podcast that I really like this guy but he is too slow in this role as a, as a modern fullback he cannot he can he doesn't fit in this role on the attacking especially on the attacking side of things and this is this is creating a bigger problem than 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 dissecting dissecting each single goal which we have conceded because we are, we have more problems on on not scoring or not creating enough chances to score uh, than lack of defending because in in certain in, in a lot of games we had uh, sometimes masterclass defending sometimes we were really very good at defending and so, sometimes we quickly forget that when we see such fucking games like against Palace mm-hmm. or Bournemouth but this lack of pace on the fullbacks to support the attacks on the flanks that that is a big a big issue, and I think Keith is absolutely right with that. Okay, this no, game just, is uh, this game is now ended as a draw, uh, City and the Scum. Yeah, no, um, no. So it's um, not uh, altogether a bad result. Uh, it still keeps both teams behind us, right? Uh, no, yeah. uh, City City have uh, yeah. a, le- a level, right? No, it does. No, I think. No, no, I think it's still behind. Still behind us. Still behind us. Sixty-five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's that's a good um, that's a good result in a way for us um, I, it just pisses me off that we have to rely on um, results like this to go for us but okay uh, at least yeah. this, this one is ended this way um, looking well, at my some issue is my issue with this score why, my issue with this score is um, if Mourinho gets a draw here and draw down in London yeah. then uh, and then wins his last four he gets 14 points out of that which moves him to 77 right yeah. so that's yeah. my problem because he knows yeah. how not to lose yeah that's exactly what I was saying earlier. It's exactly what I was saying earlier because we know we know we know what Marino is like against Wenger. He doesn't lose. So, worst case scenario, he beats Arsenal. The best case scenario, he either loses or draws with Spurs, uh, and that will then take him to seventy-seven points. That's why we need to win our last four to go to 78. We can't rely on other teams doing us a favor uh, and, and United uh, yeah. dropping more points. Uh, I, we predicted we predicted the, 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 the draw against City and I predicted a draw against Spurs because Marino will just set up defensively. Uh, and I think he'll go all out to beat Arsenal. So if, I can see United draws, finishing on 77. If he draws the yep. run-in game, he's one point behind us. Yeah. I mean, even seeing this, um, and, and, yeah, yeah. You know, United has. Um, they've drawn now. They got in two days' time, or and they play on Saturday at twelve, which is quite fun because no top team ever plays well um, at at the early game, and they play Swansea, who needs to play. And has won the last two visits there, so um, that could. But Swansea's very at home. Be a draw. Yeah, Swansea's it can be easily be a draw, but Swansea's at home, so you've got to favour United stealing something They've at home against Swansea. At um, United's on the road has been better recently, hasn't it? They keep drawing at home, and Swansea will favour going there. They'll play. 
they'll make it a game, especially with the tired legs they got. Um, um, you know, they've got another injury and they've got uh, suspension. Um, so, you know, Swansea, I don't see them winning him that easily. If that is a draw, um, they're one point behind um, behind us. Games played. They got Arsenal away, Spurs away, Southampton away, and Palace at home. No, it's not an easy running. Definitely not. It's, but I don't want to rely on me. I don't want to rely on United jo- uh, no, but we results. Have to. No, we, we, we need have to win to the last four games. It's as simple as that. No, if I, we, I think if that's we, very we, ambitious. <laughs> even if we win the last the last four, um, mathematically, we could still be behind them. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they got five to play. So they need to draw one more game, and then we're good. Yeah. But uh, are we ambitious and to say we can't beat? To... We shouldn't. We shouldn't be looking forward to beating Watford away, Southampton at home, West Ham away, and Middlesbrough at home. Are we being? Uh, are, are we with Champions League aspirations saying that's too ambitious for Liverpool team? <laughs> I, I think. I think Southampton will be very tough. I think you know I've assumed three wins in a draw out of four games because uh, that, even that I think is beyond our current average um, points points per game. Yeah, you, po- yeah, points per game. We're on, we're on two points per game, and nine ninety nine percent that will that will do. So three wins will yeah. do. Yeah, you know, we, I said at the last uh, uh, forecast, uh, Liverpool have not scored against Southampton this season in three attempts. Yeah, the Saints were beaten by City. They scored three goals against them, and they were beaten by Chelsea, who scored four goals against them. So that's where we are. Yeah, I've assumed. I've assumed without Undyke. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But you know, it, it's like that. Um, uh, uh, we lost against City, right? And and they got beaten over the weekend. Um, and uh, what what was that other result um, uh, that we, we we just couldn't just put it over the line? It, it's just you know we're just not we're not just not doing our bit. Actually, we're just not doing our bit. Um, uh, yeah, Spurs, right? So Crystal Palace, Spurs, Spurs beat Crystal Palace. So, you know, it, it, <laughs> I mean, forget about all these other results. We're just not yeah. doing our part. Um, at this stage, at this stage, I would like Arsenal to draw with bloody United and Spurs to beat them, just to give us the extra breathing space. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, basically, I w- would like to see them win both because Arsenal won't win the rest. Coming back to this, um, this we we're talking about the the scums uh, Swansea game. Um, of course, for Swansea, it's all about Premier League survival. Uh, they are in that precarious 18th position on 31 points, uh, and above them is Hull, who are on 33. Um, so they have everything to play for. Uh, Paul yeah. Clement has said that um, with their uh, with the victory over Stoke, the 2 0 victory over Stoke, that they have now turned a corner. So, um, hoping against all hope that, you know, uh, what Clermont's saying is all true. Um, and, you know, it could be a pivotal um, game if Swansea are able to pull off a result against the scum, either a draw or a victory over the scum. And that's really going to help us because we need, we need everything. But as Keith said, we need to do our our part in this whole in this whole story and just uh, I don't know what else to say about this. Ooh.
So